A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It was like a start of a recovery, you know, from the year. That we had. What three wrestling matches would you watch if you were stranded on a desert island? This is what I'm asking wrestling's best. In the ring, around the ring, behind the scenes, or behind a microphone. I'm Tom Campbell. Thank you for joining me on Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. Hailing from Toronto, Canada, she is the quintessential diva. Giselle Shaw! It's her up! The power of Giselle Shaw! Sit out powerball! You might walk around here telling everyone that you're the real queen, but I'll show you who the real queen is around here. The quintessential diva. Giselle Shaw, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much. How are you guys doing? Uh, we are living the dream. Thank you, Giselle. A question, if you will. What has kept you sane during the last stupid 12 months? Um, you know what? A lot of Netflix, really. Yeah. And a lot of exercises at home, unfortunately. But, you know, we all have to make do. What about you? Oh, it's not so much the exercises, definitely the Netflix part. Um, <laughs> in terms Did you of watch ex- what, what Netflix? Oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it wasn't Netflix. I mean, the other, I'm still reeling from watching that Bo Burnham special inside. Uh, that's that's carved a little hole in my soul, that has. But it wasn't so much Netflix, this one. Uh, me and the good lady, we got really into Desperate Housewives. Oh my gosh, stop. I love that show so much. I watched that when I was like in high school. <laughs> yeah, it's still just as good now. And like I, my, my lady, my good lady Alex, she started watching it and I was I was working in the spare room. So I kind of nip in and just sort of catch a few episodes. But by the end of it, I was like, is Mike dead? How is Mike dead? They can't Oh my gosh, they're giving out spoilers. Don't give it out spoilers. Oh, it's though. been years, Giselle, it's fine. <laughs> what's, been, what's been a Netflix highlight for you though during lockdown? You know what? Um, what is that Tiger King guy? What is his oh. name? Oh, but all, but all, all I can remember was Carol Baskin. And then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But that's all I remember from that. I think it's, it's his name, Joe, Joe Exotic. That's Joe Exotic. He was, yeah. the, he was saying that Carol Baskin murdered her husband, fed him to, fed him yeah. to a tiger. The tigers and stuff, yeah. 
Do you know I don't what? know if that actually that, happened. That hit just at the right time because we were just coming to terms with how how ridiculous everything was. Everything just the world <laughs> stopping, and we needed something to distract us. And like, and here's this. Let's 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 be honest. Here's this ridiculous human being who runs a who runs a tiger farm, saying that oh, this yeah. rival tiger farm he killed her husband. It was amazing. It was just what we needed. Just surreal beauty in that. I, I love the song as well. <laughs> which, which, well, the, there's there's a, a remix of it, but then uh, he's released yeah. like about thirty albums, isn't he? As yeah, but I mean Joey the Carter. um the the Carol Baskin song is like what I love, you know. Where how do how do how does it go? And you know what? I'm I apologize to the people because I am not a singer, so I'm not even gonna <laughs> sing it. But I think it goes, I think it goes Carol Baskin fed her husband to the tigers. I don't know. I'm just ad-libbing. Oh, I don't know, there, was, like there was a remix. Like, Wait, Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. See, I don't tiger. even know. I don't know these things. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, stuff like that but has I, very I, much You know, I really bet my money. I bet my money she probably did killed her husband and fed it to the, fed <laughs> him, not it. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? We, we may never know. We may never know. But what we, we will know from today is uh, what Giselle Shaw would watch while stranded on a desert island. So we're sending you to a metaphorical one and we're going to burn for you a DVD featuring three wrestling matches that you can watch oh. whilst you are there. So we're going to get to them throughout the interview. But what would you like your first uh, the, your first choice to be, Giselle? Um, I would say WrestleMania with Steve Austin and The Rock because oh, that nice. was just so amazing. And, you know, like these two people, like they're just so big, you know, like like larger than life characters. And like, and that match is just so amazing, you know? And like, why wouldn't you want to watch that? <laughs> So, I mean, are we talking, because normally when people say Austin Rock WrestleMania, we're going WrestleMania 17, 2001, uh, the, the, the main event in Texas, in Houston. Yes. Is that the one we're talking about? Yes, that is the one that we're talking about. They had a couple of blinders as well, but that is absolutely the definitive WrestleMania main event. There's, there's, so, there's nothing that's really touched that. Can you remember? Because you came quite late into into wrestling training yeah. but were you a fan at that point or is this something that you discovered many years after i was a fan since i was growing up um i watched it with my family you know my grandmother my father my mom my sisters you know and um like i have three sisters so we always pretended to be like we had our own characters but i was you know i was trish status because i looked up to her all the time like still I, I you know i still do um one of my sisters was molly holly and the other, yeah, the other two was Victoria and uh, Lita, obviously. So, yeah, we would pretend that we were those wrestlers and, you know, uh, wrestle around at home. <laughs> so you would have been, would you have all watched this particular WrestleMania live? Would you have stayed up late for this one? You know, I've, we've watched so many WrestleManias, like when we were kids. Like, I don't like, you know, when, when you're a kid and you don't really fully remember the whole entire thing. But um, I have revisited it. Um, you know, like obviously wrestling and stuff. And, you know, if, if I wanted to study um, matches, so that was like, that's one of the matches that I definitely go for. And that I still remember that made an impact in my life. Is there a moment from that match as, as we're talking about the match, is there a moment from that match that you can pull from your memory 
something that that even now kind of will give you the give you the goosebumps and give you the, the wrestling feels. I really feel like you know with with them wrestling, you know, back then, I guess, you know, when like everyone like character wise, for me, it's like it's the character that's so big, it's just larger than life, you know. And they all they had to do was stand in the ring and have this face off and like did not speak, don't do anything, but just stare at each other. And it's just like you can feel like the electricity, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just, it's, it's that, you know, that I want to achieve one day that if I just looked at someone, you know, and the crowd just, it's like uproars by just me staring at my opponent. Some may say, and we're going to talk about this later on. Some may say that, um, that the, 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 there was rock Austin vibes uh, emanating from progress featuring yourself and Kanji, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Oh, what's that. there? Oh, I, I certainly <laughs> okay. think. You know, when, when you're talking about creating... <laughs> When you're talking about creating that energy that you don't even need to start wrestling and already the room is with you, already people are, are, are laser focused in and and the, and the oh, it's difficult to, to gauge it, I guess. I, I, I know because there's no crowd there, but yeah. um, the you guys created some real magic uh, in that particular one. And, Thank and, you. And there will be, and, and no doubt sort of contrast in terms of that, that passion, that energy, that that rivalry that is born out of two people from very different sides of the tracks coming together, finding themselves in this moment. And a rock and Austin is all about that sort of thing. And uh, you, you say your family were all wrestling fans as well. Can you remember the first mm-hmm. time that your, your family introduced you to, to wrestling? Can you remember one of the first things that you saw? Um, so they told me that I really loved the ultimate warrior. And every time that, you know, um, he makes his way to the ring like i apparently i just run along as well and pretend to shake the ropes so <laughs> yeah and i really love jake the snake too apparently so which is really weird because i have phobia of you know snakes Ooh. but i did love him yeah i did i did love him i love those too was it was it, when he got the snake out did you would i wonder whether you changed whether whether you were no, actually i don't like him anymore <laughs> i don't even remember but i mean my parents did tell me that you know that's what I did every single time that we watched wrestling. And then I remember that my grandma, you know, she would tell me about um, China, how she, I think she, I think she was like lifted up in the air and in, in this cage and she had, you know, broke free out of the cage. Oh yeah. I know it. I know it. Where she yeah. Her. So, yeah. So I remember like those moments and I'm like, Oh wow. Like this is so cool. And, you know, um, I mean, we watched it as fans, and then when I told them that, oh, mom, dad, like, I want to be a wrestler. And they're like, what? <laughs> I think you should go get, you know, um, like you should go become a doctor instead <laughs> or a nurse. <laughs> you know, like we watched that and we didn't really think that that was something that was possible. But I think coming from an Asian heritage as well, you know, I think that we were expected to become, you know, doctors or nurses. With um, with your family, you say like from an Asian heritage because you were born in the Philippines, but you all emigrated to the Northwest Territories in Canada. Um, you had fam- you had family already established there, but was it was it a, still a culture shock to go from the Philippines to 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 the Northwest of Canada? Yeah, it, it definitely was um, a shock for sure. You know, being in a tropical country and then having to move into 
the cold well it's not the coldest but it has been super super cold like we go to school and it's like minus 50 minus 60 you know and then it's like that's normal that's not you know um for example and i think in ontario canada it would be like minus 20 and i'd be like oh the schools are shut but in you know northwest territories it'd say you know what? it's still open it's normal so <laughs> come along <laughs> yeah so uh, but my parents would be like nah you're not going to school <laughs> Uh, the, were the parents sort of encouraging you to get into, in, 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 you know, into something like into being a doctor and things like that? I mean, you were at school, you were a very sporty, athletic kid at school. Would athletics have been yeah. another another route you could have gone down? Would that have been more acceptable than than a wrestler to maybe go into another sport? No, not really. Because no, no, <laughs> I, no. no. Like, no Giselle. <laughs> they're like, you have to be, you know, like a doctor or a nurse. And that was the only thing that was acceptable, you know. And um, like I actually was a figure skater in high school. And I asked my parents to, um, you know, I, I want to be a figure skater because I watched the Olympics. And I said, oh, I want to be an Olympian. And they said, oh, cool. Um, so if you want to skate, because that's what you want to do, you have to put yourself through it. So, um, I put myself through figure skating because that was something that I was passionate about. Um, so yeah, I don't think being in sports is, um, you know, obviously my parents' first option for me. Can you remember the, was that the last conversation you had about being a doctor or a nurse? Um, I, well, so I actually went to... Um, a college just so I can get my um, medical terminology <laughs> so I can work at a clinic or a hospital to appease my parents oh, wow. so um, yeah so I got that um, I went back and got that and then the year later I think I went and trained to be a wrestler so it's like you know at least I can tell my parents well at least I have like a little backup just in case but for me like there is no backup because you know option one and the only option is to become a wrestler. But option zero, as you said, there was figure skating, and you you sounded like you you had some great success in that. How far did you get in the in the figure skating world? I competed um, like regionally, but um, you know I turned eighteen, and I actually only skated for a couple of years, and I picked it up like so quick that you know my coach you know, was telling me that apparently, you know, some of the moves that I was doing, it would take years for skaters to learn. But like, you know, it's something that I don't know, like sports to me come very easy. Hmm. They yeah, seem so to I because think... like, you know, I've, I've got like a list of other sports and stuff that you've done with through, through, through college and beyond like gymnastics, you do snowboarding, you do wakeboarding. You're like, where, where would you say that comes from that that really sporty drive that you've got? Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, I've always just loved sports. Um, I'm very competitive and I think that's where it comes from. Um, and just like something that I guess if I put my mind on something, I want to achieve it. And, you know, instead of um, like, I, I don't know what it is. Like if I think of something and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do this. It's like, I can't stop until I achieve that. And that took you to to wrestling, and and it took you to Lance Storm's wrestling school. What was your first impressions of of Lance Storm's academy? It was amazing, and um, I think I mentioned this at another podcast, but it was so weird, you know, coming into school and seeing him there and telling me like, okay, uh, yeah, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, my name's Giselle. And they're like, okay, cool, um, have a seat. 
and in my mind thinking, wow, like I watched you growing up on TV. Like to me, you're a superstar. And now I get to learn from the best of the best. And it was, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> what was a, a lesson that Lance Storm taught you during your training with him that has stayed with you? Um, he said, and this will always stick with me, that you know, in this industry, only minuscule will make it. <laughs> so I've always, you know, um, I've always said, okay, sure, but I'm going to be in that minuscule that's going to make it. You know, I've, I've put that in my mind. And like I said, if I put something in my mind, I'm not going to stop until I have achieved it. So when Lance first said to you, only a minuscule amount of people make it, was that your reaction mm -hmm. was that steadfast was, okay, well, I'm going to be in the minuscule. Yeah, almost definitely. You know, I, I came to his school already had plans and saying, you know what, I'm going to be in WWE or wherever, you know, um, and I'm going to be a household name. I'm going to leave a legacy that people will talk about for years, you know, until even after, um, you know, I retire. Like I want people to say my name and then be like, whoa, this is what she did. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Take a look at your second match then for your DVD. So we've got Rock Austin, WrestleMania 17, My Way or the Highway, etc. 
what would you like your second one to be, Giselle? I would say it would have to be Trish and Mickey WrestleMania. I think that was 22? 22, yeah. Yeah. 22, I'd yeah. definitely have to say that. I, it's such a great... I feel like um, Trish and Mickey had one of the best, or maybe the best, um, storylines, you know, in the women's division. They did. And they, and, it was um, rare to have a story that was that um, compelling and that rich uh, at that time, yeah. because we were still coming out of this this period where the, the women's matches were sort of, you know, and, and it's awful saying it now because you see the, 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 the progress that has been made and there is more to come. But for the longest of time, the women's matches were treated as either eye candy or toilet break matches. And yeah. this was something that was really, it was, it was, it was really, it was neither because it was a story that people were invested in watching and you could hear it from the crowd and you could, you know, the, the, the hearing the hearing people initially behind Trish, but start to get more and more behind Mickey as it, as it developed. Exactly. That was, that must've been special to watch as somebody breaking into the industry or wanting to push further into the industry and, and seeing a match, a, a, a women's match, a women's title match on that even keel. Yeah, no, most definitely it was, you know, it was so exciting. And then just for everyone to get behind them and the story, you know, it was, it was really, it was really cool to see that growing up. And um, it's just like, to even like to think about it now, it, it's like, it gives me goosebumps because they were women and they also were a draw and people got behind them, you know, like not, not a lot of women can get into this business and then be, uh, uh, sorry, but put, but on the seats, does that mean you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's I, I, lo I love the fact it still gives you goosebumps. I also love the fact that you apologize for saying butts because we've had much worse, yeah, much worse. <laughs> oh, it's like I, I don't want to swear, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was it's such a it was such a cool moment, and you know, to be at that level to be able to be a draw and as a woman, it's it's so it's um empowering. I want to dip into a question that I asked you with the Rock Austin question, um, because uh -huh. you mentioned their thinking about the match gives you goosebumps. Um, uh -huh. What moment are you thinking about when you get the goosebumps? Are we talking about um, Trisha Mickey? The Trisha, yeah. the Trisha Mickey. It's just, you know, it's like I think it's just the whole story of it. Like, yeah. the, you know, for months they had this long story and you were so invested, you know, and then when it fight, when they finally get to WrestleMania, it's like, again, they had that, you know, they had that Austin and the rock vibe as well, yeah. where they just look at each other. And then it's still like when, when they were at the Royal rumble, you know, and they had that stare off, everyone was like, Whoa, like this is insane. And it's like goosebumps again. So, um, I'm a big fan of stare offs. <laughs> like, yeah, I, there's, there's, I'm noticing, and, and I'm thinking, is this where the Jake Roberts thing comes from? Because nobody did that that blue eyed steel stare like Jake the Snake Roberts did. Oh, and you know, I I did figure that out when I was young, so maybe that carried over now when I'm older. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> Look at that storytelling. There you go. <laughs> that, that is long term storytelling at its finest. That is. Um, exactly. You so it's since 2015 you've been on the circuit, but you've 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 covered your miles 
10 times over. It just feels like the moment and, and it comes back to that confidence and that energy that you've got because you, you just hit the ground and suddenly you were everywhere. Like in such a short amount of time, comparatively, like we've, we've, we've seen, we've seen you doing wow. We've seen you doing smash PWA. Uh, we've seen you doing impact wrestling, pro wrestling, Eve rev pro now progress. Um, are, it's an easier question to ask. Is there anywhere in the world that you'd like to wrestle that you haven't? Cause I feel like you've been everywhere. <laughs> I I feel like maybe, you know, Shimmer would be nice. Um, I haven't been really, I haven't really been to Shimmer. So that could be something that would be nice once, you know, um, the borders open up again. Mm. Um, I definitely, yeah, I definitely want to obviously end up in WWE. That's where I want, you know, um, that's where I want to be because that's what I watched growing up with my family. But um I'm definitely not, you know, um, like I'm open about other options as well. If, if and should that comes. It's you're very much knocking on the door with them now by being a part of, of, of progress, which we'll get to shortly. But uh, the stuff mm-hmm. with wow, a lot of people will know you um, will know Azteca as opposed to Giselle. Um, but it was yeah. Tessa Blanchard that got you into wow. Wasn't it after your, after your showing with her at impact? Yeah. So I wrestled her at Impact. And then, you know, I was like, oh, wow, like that was like, it was amazing. It was such a big match for me at that point. And, um, you know, she messages me a few days later and she's like, hey, um, like there's this character that I think would be perfect for you. So, um, you know, Wow calls me and I was like, oh, like this is so sick. Um, so she got, she did get me that opportunity for a while. Um, but I wrestled as, so I was supposed to be someone else, actually, before Azteca. And then they said, we'll be needed a high, a high flyer and um, under a mask. And I think it was supposed to be Thunder Rosa that was doing it, but she's playing another character there. So the um, production company didn't want her to play two characters. So they said, that's, yeah, you know, Giselle's here. Let's stick her under the mask. <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. And then the second season... Um, after well, after the production of you know the first season, one of the producers came up to me and he's like, "Why are you under a mask?" I was like, "I don't know." I'm like, "This is what was offered, and I'm gonna do it." You know, like I'm just doing what's asked of me. So like, okay, cool. And then season two comes, and they said, "You are now Reina Reyes. You have a new character, and you are not wearing a mask. And you're going to be a beauty queen." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> so. And you just um, roll with it. But, it was just one of those things where and, I, I'm yeah. happy to be part of the show. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, awesome. Cool. And then um, the third season, which is not out yet. Um, yeah. I can't really say a lot. Oh, but, I thought we were uh, going to get a sneak preview there. Ooh, yeah, really relaxed yeah. you into giving spoilers <laughs> for season three. A, a little cliffhanger for everyone. We've but, had Desperate um, Housewives spoilers. We can get season three yeah. spoilers as well. For, for <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but it is it is super exciting. And I feel like what I'm going to say is there is going to be another transformation from season one to season two to season three. And that's all I'm going to say. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Mm. Now, you've, um, <laughs> you've, you've really had some fun with character work in, in, in WoW, and we, we've seen you come to life in that. And you, you've said in, in previous interviews that you've rallied against playing 
Filipino characters in wrestling. You've really stood your ground, uh-huh. you've carved your own path. And it's not a case of you, you, you know, you're you're not playing a Filipino character, you're playing well, Giselle Shaw and other things in Wales uh-huh. as well. Are conversations like that, sort of with wrestlers being boiled down to stereotypes, are they still something that you see and hear about? Or is it is it less frequent now? Um, I think some people still want to do that, but for me, I really, like you said, stood my ground on that because um so when that was offered to me um you know so i'd be in the car you know car full of wrestlers and they'd be like oh like no one's doing the filipino gimmick i was like okay so how would you you know how how would you see that as me playing it and they would say well i think that you should just be you know like an asian sensation i was like "Uh uh-huh cool and then they would say and then you should speak with a filipino accent i was like oh cool so do you really think that all Filipino people speak like that? Because I grew up in Canada, yo. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, so they're like, oh, yeah, but it's, to me, it just, you know, um, it's like an easy way out, I guess. You know, like I still... Denominator. Yeah, it's like after me, I do pay homage to my Filipino heritage. You know, like I have um, in my new gear now, I have like the Filipino sun and stars. Yeah, but I'm not like blatantly coming out on TV and be like, yeah, I'm like I'm Filipino, you know, whatever, or like talk with an accent that even if I talk with that accent now, my sisters are like, okay, it just sounds so wrong. Like you need to stop, <laughs> you know, like you don't have an accent. Um, but yeah, your, no, your accents um, are very much a, your your accent is very much a, a, a testament to to how travelled you are because uh, when when you talk we get a bit of Filipino we get a bit of Canadian we sometimes get a little bit of British in there as well and it's just a testament to how <laughs> how that how you've been all over the place and you've absorbed so much of it um, everything I'm just, I'm I'm confused like my body's confused <laughs> my mind's confused I don't even know what I'm gonna talk to anymore you know and this is why like sometimes when I speak and I'm like okay what language do I need to speak in like where am I <laughs> am I right in thinking you're in Wales at the moment yeah yeah so that I, is true are you picking up some of the Welsh accent soon as well just uh just to oh yeah so, that so, hot pot of, of dialect so I've tried actually to learn how to speak Welsh and uh-huh and um I've also you know um kind of picked up I guess the accent here and there like it's it's really funny because before um funny little story we'll get a little sidetrack here for a moment Absolutely. um when I was in high school I actually auditioned for this role and this role you know needed you to have a British accent and um I didn't know how to do a British accent I came from the Philippines all I needed to know was you know I speak English and I didn't know anything about a British accent. I tried it. It was horrid. And um, I didn't get the part. <laughs> surprise, oh. surprise. <laughs> but um, yeah, here I am in the UK. And sometimes you'll get to hear me with a British accent, which is really weird. <laughs> in a little bit. When you mentioned there, and, and, and I'm, I'm not going to let it go. Uh, you, you mentioned there that you, uh, you picked up a bit of Welsh. I did, yeah. So I've... Um, you know, I, I learned because I think it's, you know, I, I feel like languages are so um, interesting. Mm. And especially if you go to places like for me, um, I spoke, I speak Tagalog and Cebuano from the Philippines. English, obviously, because we had to learn it as well. Um, and then coming to Canada, there's the French Canadian. So in, in school, I actually took core French 
just so I can learn some of it. And it's really close as well to Spanish, but because um, the Philippines was colonized by um, the Spanish people, um, it's, it's so close. And I do speak a little bit of that as well. So um, yeah, I speak uh, five languages. And then well, the Welsh should be like the sixth <laughs> language that I'm trying to learn. You can squeeze one more language in, I reckon. Is there yeah, a, I think so. Is there a word in Welsh that you've learned that you really like? Um, I mean, <laughs> it's, they're all really, really like hard and weird. But, um, you know, just I think like the the double, you know, the double D's or the, the double L's, like how you pronounce them and stuff. Like, I well, think that's pretty cool. Sound. Yeah, it's it's like um, like Cardiff. You would say Cardiff, so it's like that sound. And then like um, yeah, and then sometimes it's very like. Sorry, that sounds really awful. But no, because like, no, that's 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 the double L. That's what people in America and in, in the states maybe not know is that when it's double L's, it means a it's like like Landudno. Yeah, the double L's like, it's like that. And then Wait. um. That's why LL yeah, Cool like J will never tour Wales because he'd just be on the posters as Cool J. And it would make oh, that'd be kind of cool, though. <laughs> that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Hey, uh, yeah, you know, on the stage, Cool J. <laughs> Please welcome J. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like, okay, wow. Like, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so as you're it's, it's like, you remember how Prince, you remember how Prince had, um, he he um, changed his name just to like a, a sign or a, a symbol, symbol or something. Yeah, yeah. So that could be his thing. Cool J. Please welcome Cool J. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if he's listening, <laughs> sometimes he does. Uh, he might. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, he might. He, he hasn't told me if he does. Um, Hit me up for that. I'll teach you how to say it. <laughs> oh, what what a hero! So as you're in the UK, you're you're very heavily involved in in progress. Very much back on our screens now. Now, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna push this because I think it's been it's been great to see how progress now fits into sort of the WWE model along with ICW. They feel like they uh -huh. become sort of the feeder systems to NXT and NXT UK. And right. it's a, and even during, and the fact that during lockdown, we've been able to get progress in, in, in almost like a, like a very natural progress environment, like a very earthy <clears throat> warehouse. That's a bit rough around the edges, but you know, mm -hmm. it's like a fight club underground style thing, but there has been a bit of mixed reaction to the return under the circumstances of the past 12 months, but behind the uh -huh. scenes and amongst it all, uh, how have you found the, the return of progress? I loved it. You know, when they offered it to me, you know, I was very happy because, you know, I did, um, I was working progress, you know, pre pandemic and it felt like I had unfinished business there. So um, it was really nice to pick up like where we left off and then to be, you know, to, to take, you know, like the character and the stories. Like I didn't even know what this is like, where this was kind of going, but, you know, um, I was just experimenting on my character and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm really glad that it's paid off and the storyline, you know, that we have created um, and that magic, you know, I'm just, I'm just really super thankful um, for it to come back. And I know it has been mixed reactions, but, um, you know, I'm all for it. Like we're all for it. Um, everyone gets along backstage and, um, it's been amazing.
and you, I wouldn't uh, have it any other way. It's great. That's lovely. That's great to hear. Um, it's it's just nice to see it back in in some form, and it's mm-hmm. and, and and there were more eyes on it than ever. It's you'd love to see it, and loads of artists yeah. have been on the work that yourself and Kanji have done, raising the bar. Uh, with your best of three progress women's championship all right ryan you've got some news for us uh some exciting news kayla uh guys progress is coming back to the wwe network make sure to tune in this saturday 3 p.m eastern it's now time for the first ever women's thunder bastard match and the winner of this match receives a title shot at the progress wrestling women's championship this match is below me has everyone already forgot that Giselle Shaw is already next in line for the Progress Women's Championship? The playing field just changed. Giselle thinks this is a farce because she is already next in line. Now, on the off chance that Kanji's the one to make it through, she knows that she will be a broken contender. Giselle just might have just proven herself the smartest person in this competition. Two, three. That's it! Kanji walked in on night one and stormed the palace. The deck was stacked and it meant fat nothing against a performer as talented as Kanji. That match was a complete joke. I am the number one contender. I told you I was going to start a revolution and it begins right now with me. Nobody gets there before me. I am going to show Kanji why I am the top woman in this division. Now, Gina, you have been someone that has inspired me from the very beginning, the queen of progress. Listen, Kanji, just stop right there. I appreciate what you're saying about me, but it's your moment because you're the new number one contender to my title. Tony Storm, Jordan Grace, Miko Satomura, and the queen of progress. We've held this title with such honor, such passion, such heart. I've had to come to the difficult decision because of the current circumstances. I need to relinquish this championship. This company is always going to be my home. And now it's a home to you too. And it would make sense to relinquish this title to the number one contender. There's clearly a lot of things that need to be addressed around here. And Ginny, you will wait. Giselle, shut the fuck up. I said it makes sense to relinquish the title. I didn't say I was gonna hand the title over to anyone. And since you claim you're the number one contender and Kanji is the number one contender, let's be fair. Because I'm not gonna have anyone win this title by fluke, cheating, and whatever you think you have up your dirty sleeve. This title deserves to be won with honor. It deserves to be respected. And if you both want to prove that you're the face of the women's division in progress, best out of three. The fire is is, is insane between these two. I think Kanji just realized who she's dealing with here. Strength, disrespect, aggression, tickle boxes. She's got it! She's got it! One nil, Kanji! Kanji walks in one to nothing. Is this the moment? Kanji etches her name into the history books. Giselle Shaw has thrown everything but the kitchen sink at Kanji. 
And suddenly, Kanji is a long way from home. Progress. I am yours. And your women's championship will be mine. And I will reign and make you proud. Giselle Shaw has been around the world playing her craft. The ring is her stage. Now I'm going to give you everything I have and everything that I am in this match. Because I'm going to make sure that if I die in this ring, I'm going to survive through my name. One of these two are going to make history. We will see Kanji versus Giselle Shaw one more time. And the winner will be crowned the Progress Women's Champion. When that whole path, that best of three was was pitched to you guys. Did you have any inkling mm-hmm. that there was going to be history being made? No. <laughs> I really thought that, you know, we were just like, okay, well, um, we've, you know, we have this match. Because originally, um, I think Ginny was supposed to come in and then, you know, she was supposed to be involved in a storyline. And because she couldn't make the tapings, um, you know, they had to alter it again. And then, so they said, let's do the best of three series. I said, okay, perfect. And um, yeah, we we really thought that it was just going to be us just doing three matches. (laughs) And, you know, the exposure that we received from that was really um, a surprise to us. We wasn't expecting it at all. And um, yeah, just to even, you know, to me, it's so so bizarre. And um, it still shocks me to think about it that, you know, at one point, you know, to be able to be on the bump or to trend, like progress was trending. And, you know, um, and I, I'm going to say, I, I have heard that progress is the number one independent show on the network. Hey, oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm plugging it, darling. But yeah, no, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's to me, it's still, it still blows my mind that, you know, Kanji and I were able to do that. You know, like trending on the WB network. Like what? So cool. How well did you know Kanji before the best of three? Um, so we actually roomed since January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was nice. You know, we, we built that rapport and stuff and, you know, we rode together. Um, and, you know, like the bond just um, grew closer. And I feel like, when you go up there, it's like we, we both know what's expected, you know, of each other. So um, we just left it all out there. And, you know, we, we, we both really wanted to make, you know, something and create history. And I feel like um, we did. Mm, absolutely. Was there, um, with you said there, like it trended, you guys were on the bump and they, 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 they bigged you up in one segment and then they actually had you guys on to talk about the final in the best of three. And it was just like a real proud moment for, for British wrestling to be, you know, being acknowledged by, by uh-huh. WWE, by the, by the people at the top to be going, hey, this is something that we need to look at. Was there, when uh-huh. was the moment that you realised that you and Kanji had made some real magic here? Was there a moment, maybe a text that came through or something when, when the penny dropped that, well, actually... This is, this is quite a big deal, what we've done here. Um, I think after the third match, 
when um you know like even like the bump um came up and you know everyone was like oh like this is so cool um but I, I don't think it really registered um to everyone yet like how big of a deal it was because for us like I was just like oh wow like we're on the bump and then you know we we're freaking out to be on the bump and then we and we ended the call we both just you know said to each other like wow like did that really ju- did that just happen and then um but I, yeah, no, legit. We we were both just, you know, on a phone call saying like, what, like, what just happened? Like, did that really just happen? And then um, the week after, I think they mentioned progress again on the bump. So that was pretty cool. But um, I think the moment that it really set in for us was when after the match and people messaged both Kanji and I and, you know, just kind of like, thanking us for shining a light in the, you know, in the British scene in a positive light, you know, um, it feels like it was like a start um, of a recovery, you know, from the year that we had. We aren't going to go into it because everyone's talked about it and it's, and there's, there's other mm-hmm. avenues to do so, but it was such a, an awful, uh, an awful summer and onwards for British wrestling mm-hmm. where we saw something that, so many of uh, you know so many people had helped build and mm-hmm. and suddenly a lot of people that were within it had brought it down and there yeah. was a real it was a it sounds sort of hyperbolic but there was a pride again for british mm-hmm. wrestling from you know from the exactly. fact that suddenly the whole world are watching you guys uh, go absolutely go hammer and tongs uh, to uh, you know in the best of 3 and i think there was Again, it just it made us go, yes, British wrestling, now it's back. It's not about yeah. the, the return of wrestling shows at leisure centres up the road. It's not about, you know, people cutting promos on their iPhones again, talking about a match at a, at a gymnasium on yeah. Sunday. This is this what it feels like to have British wrestling back. And, and you guys uh-huh. did that. So on, on behalf of British wrestling, thank you very much. It's nice to be proud no, again. No. <laughs> thank you. No, it's, it's, it's pretty surreal because... You know, I did, um, I came from Canada and literally only had a month. Well, so I, I was only supposed to stay here two months, you know, and, but a month to prove myself here and, um, you know, just lined up bookings and stuff and whatnot. And um, to look back, you know, and, and see like where I've started to like where I am now, Um it's, it's, it's pretty cool and I'm so thankful that you know I get to be a part of that you've thrown out the challenge to Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair um and Charlotte Flair has has there been any anything coming from that side of the water yet no not yet uh. I mean but you know we're working on that I mean like I mean that was the first time that I've called him out so what you know there's nothing stopping me to call them out over and over and over again but yeah. I did say, I did say, you know, that when I win that championship, I am going to want them to come down here, you know, and face me for it. I don't have the championship right now, but I will work my way up and, you know, I have my eyes on it. Amazing. Well, well look, there's, it's 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 dream matches that you'd love to see. Dream matches that you'd love to see. Uh, and, oh, it and, is. And talking of matches, we've got one more for your Desert Island Discs, for your Desert Island Graps. So what would you like your third and final wrestling match to be, Giselle? My third and final match would be um, 
Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair. Hey. Versus Becky Lynch, WrestleMania, when they switched the title from the Divas Championship to the Women's Championship. 2016, where was I? I think I was just really, I was working the um, the scene in Alberta, or I think I might have gone to Japan. Is this during your or, tour yeah. of, uh, of Reina? Yeah, yeah. But my first tour in Japan, I think that was it in 2016. So, so that, that was, but it was, is pretty monumental, you know, because that was the time that we got rid of, well, like it sounds, it's a, I don't want it to sound bad, you know, but like, because, but like, I'm really thankful for the divas because, you know, um, they've held the division until, you know, um, like the four horsewomen came, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So I don't want to, like, I don't want to crap on it and be like, oh no, it was this, it was that. And people will have their opinions, but, you know, without those women, the division would not be here like where it is right now so kudos to everyone but it is very monumental to me was there always was was it a, a bone of, like obviously as you say nothing but love and respect to those who came forward but as a, as a female wrestler who wanted to uh, push on and be taken seriously as a female professional wrestler was there a bone of contention there the fact that the the, the top championship within the industry was still called the divas title um well, to me though so i'm you know my character is giselle shaw the quintessential diva mm. so i so for me i you know for my own opinion um i never really looked at a diva as a bad thing like, I, like for me, a diva is someone who's a strong, confident, independent woman who, you know, like it, when I think of divas, like I think about Mariah Carey, Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, all like successful women and didn't really think that being called a diva was a bad thing. Mm. But so the, the um, changing it to a women's championship, certainly and, and, and not just not just the name, but even in the design of the belt, how it was it was essentially yeah, was, the, I, was the men's I, championship as well. Yeah, I think it was a monumental the fact that you know women were given um longer matches that we were taken seriously as athletes and not just you know um the broad panties match or the popcorn match. So I think it really solidified that women's matches were, you know, they've evolved rather than just, um, you know, those kind of matches, I guess. Is there a, a spot from that match that you remember? Maybe something that you've you've replicated in work that you've done? Um, I've looked at the matches and definitely how they've started, um, you know, like really hot, I guess, in the beginning. And it was like boom, 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 and it would like it set the tone that it's you know that they that they're saying that we can keep up and we can give you entertainment and we can give you matches just like guys matches. So and we've we've already mentioned obviously you, you they're still waiting to get back to you. They're still plucking up the courage to do so. Um, our Sasha <laughs> Banks and Charlotte, um, but with um. Have you kind of thought in your head sort of how a match like that would go down? Like how you'd like to play that out between Charlotte and Sasha Banks? Well, so you know how 
the WB superstars and Raw and SmackDown, they've always said, you know, like we want to go to NXT and, um, you know, and wrestle talent there. But I feel like, you know, we've built a strong division in progress. And because progress is under that umbrella now, like why stop at NXT? Like I want to be able to, you know, create or make the division at progress another stop for talent at Raw and SmackDown or NXT. Like I want, I want them to be like, you know what? Um, I want to wrestle, you know, whoever. Well, obviously it would, you know, I would want them to wrestle me. But if they wanted to wrestle somebody at Progress, like I want that to be a possibility. You're ready just to open forbidden doors, aren't you? Essentially. I yeah, because it's you know, like why stop there? Like if you want, you know, if you say like, oh, I want you to be the best of the best, then it's like, then okay, cool. There's progress down here waiting for you, you know, for everyone to come. And um, that's great magic. And and where can people find Giselle Shaw if they're looking to find the magic? Where are you online? Oh, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, um, sorry, <laughs> at Giselle Shaw 8 And um, if you also want, I have an OnlyFans, which is OnlyFans.com slash Canadian Destroyer. If you ask really nicely on the OnlyFans, she might even mm-hmm. sing the Tiger King song. I might. <laughs> I could do. Uh, I could do a live stream there, and then oh. you know maybe do a dance or something. Do and, not threaten um, me with a good time, Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will sing Carol Baskin to you, darling. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 